Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes, and with me is Peter Donahue. Pete, it's a rainy day. Week, Perfect. Day one of camp is canceled, and so how about it? It's, which you have no say. You don't have anything to I worry about. The pressure's not on you. No. You know, um, it used to be. You know, making the call is the forecast right? Is it wrong? Yeah. Today it was right. Oh my gosh! I mean, you know, that's exact. Yes. Yeah, you always hate. You don't want to be a quitter in the first place, you know. And it's a ball game. We're the, the ball game's on until it's not. That's that's where we started, and we were very lucky the first few years in that we had very few rainouts. And of course, I didn't give any credit at all to the universe for that. I gave all the credit to us for our bold, mm. forward-looking, mm-hmm. you know, attitude. No, no, we're gonna, we're going, and. Uh, so at any rate, it's a difficult call to make because if the sun comes out, you feel like a perfect fool That's and true. the parents hate you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, and, uh, and I have to say, Andy, that um, I look back uh, and I, I was always energized by the task. But um, as I sit here right now, I look back and I uh, have that weight off of my shoulders. I'm delighted that, it's, that you're taking it. Wow, thanks. Yeah. Um, the season, the golf season's in full swing. It's June, June sixth. What's on? What's been on your mind lately? Well, you know, I I feel uh, uh physically, I feel as an athlete a lot better, you know, mm-hmm. than I have in the last uh, two and a half years, and uh, that's uh, it's really. Uh, thrilling because I feel you know much more capable I went out and played golf the other day at Will Met and uh, and I hit some I made some swings and I hit some golf shots that the distance is of course down but those were some of the best swings and golf shots that I've ever hit in my life I mean I can hit the ball close to the hole with an online with woods and irons and you know i could never do that when i was younger you know that was that was just like um now and then you'd catch yourself in a hot streak during the summer and be able to hit with great accuracy with long clubs but generally long clubs were just like hey i hope i hit it solid and cover the distance but now i'm telling you i feel great about the fact that i've worked uh to develop this move over the course of the last decade and uh and i started it just as a curiosity because of you know bob rotella saying hey it takes three to five years to make a really significant change in your swing and i thought well all i know about that is academic because i just read it Mm. from you know an authority now i want to experience it and uh and so i did and uh and i have uh i wouldn't say that i've reached the level of enlightenment but i've you know, I'm, I'm close. Uh, 
So I feel good. And I'm playing, you know, one day I play right-handed and the other day I play left-handed. Oh, and, uh, you know, I'm still much more competent as a right-handed yeah. golfing athlete. Uh, and uh, But, you know, I, I, I went up to Pine Meadow uh, and to hit off the turf uh, yesterday. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm able to throw a punch now. And, you know, it's not much of a punch. But before, I couldn't really, you know, reach up mm. and across uh, my body ah. because it, it was, you know, and hurl the, the heavy sure. ropes and and swing with the, the speed sticks and stuff like that. I couldn't do that really comfortably because there was just uh, so much stiffness in my thoracic spine. And, uh, and so now I'm starting very, very slowly. You know, I'm throwing slow motion punches, uh, you know, and but now I understand things like how to load a leg and how to, you know, shorten up your... Uh, your rib cage on one side and let it expand on the other side. So I know I know how to do things now that I uh, I feel like uh, when I exercise I'm only making myself better. Now I've never in my life felt that way because I've always hurt myself when I've started health programs and fitness right. programs. So as you're playing and practicing now, are you thinking about golf and your swing in like a pretty technical way? Uh, you know, something, I change my mindset, uh, okay. you know, depending on what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I'm trying to do when I swing and play golf is, you know, swing from, uh, simple, you know, cues, uh, f feel cues, mm -hmm. visual cues, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and play from, you know, sometimes just the outcome, you know, like Bubba. Watson would uh. do, you know, like, hey, I, what I want to do is hit this low, you know, curve. Mm -hmm. I, the best shot I hit the other day, I was playing Will Met. I was get, I got down to the last hole, and the pin was cut way up front. The greens were really fast. There's kind of a steep, short rise that leads up there. And I was about 88 yards, something like that. And, uh, and uh, I took out my 7-iron, and I hit this 10-foot-high uh, drive and it landed where I was looking mm. and it crawled over the front edge and I thought damn mm. I mean that's mm. as that's a hell of a good shot and it was fun you know sure. the young man I was playing with of course hit a 56 from the same place and caught it good and hit it 40 yards over the flag <laughs> 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 so so it was kind of it was uh it was fun to, you know, sort of see myself and him and uh, and see that, you know, hey, golf is a game of a lifetime. I mean, I've gotten better. Oh, yeah. Um, you played, I mean, what, you, I think I know who you played with on Friday. Two, what, two of your students? What do you uh, call, friend? Yes, friend, my old friend and my young friend. Yeah, yeah. And as you, you know, maybe you're not coaching them on the course, but what types of what types of things are you kind of like hoping to like lead them to or coach them to uh, at this there, point in the season? I, I would say, um, you know, I would say that uh, I'm hoping that they uh, open their eyes. I'm hoping to help them open their eyes and look around and see how the game is being played. You know, yeah. uh, I think my young friend right now um, – 
he's he gives me hope because he he looks at your shots and he knows what's going on and he's very you know he's very encouraging but i don't know that that he yet sort of makes the distinction between i wonder why he hit that i see that he hit that ball low and i'm hitting the ball high i see that he didn't swing very hard and he was able to hit a shot that was you know looked like somebody slinging something rather mm-hmm. than somebody exploding to launch something mm-hmm. you know and and uh, the other thing that i'm hoping for is that he understands uh, the f- you know the fundamentals better and you know the first fundamental uh, for him is is controlling his his reach you know he mishits a, a lot and because he doesn't uh, he stands in a posture that's comfortable to him and he ends up pulling this magic trick on himself like how did that happen how did i hit the ground a foot behind the ball or you know a 6 inches behind the ball or 4 inches behind the ball but how can i you know and and if the ball is sitting in long grass if it's sitting up in long grass he doesn't have a chance because he's reaching to the ground mm. yeah he doesn't measure yeah, to the sure. ball and so uh, so it seems like this is something that he has to be reminded of t- at this point every time out. So the coach's voice is in me. It's not in him yet. Uh, he, he's sure. not coaching himself to be mindful of, hey, yeah. you know, s- pay attention to your reach. And sure. that's what's got to happen in your swing. You've got to figure out a move that allows you to return so that your reach is predictable, so that you hit that thing center and you don't hit it in the heel or you don't yeah. fall back and catch it on the bottom mm-hmm. rung and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking through maybe one of my own fundamentals lately has the idea of, like, when you're throwing a baseball at the top, your, you know, your wrist has bent a bend in it and the idea that it has a bend in it because the ball has weight rather than you creating that angle but like your wrists are in a supple Weighted. enough yep. Yep. you know position that that lets that kind of happen naturally mm. and i feel like i tend to i myself and definitely a lot of my students tend to get into like like I think when you try to hit certain positions in your swing you don't necessarily have that that same thing your yeah. wrists are bent because you're trying to create a certain angle mm-hmm. you know intentionally mm-hmm. rather than you know find you know and I think there's still time for that you know trying to get your hands and stuff in a spot that will let you do what you're trying to do but having it in the same you know be loose enough that you're kind of reacting and feeling the weight of the club. Definitely. You know, it's, it's so true. I mean, Alex Morrison, I think, was said it. Some things in the golf swing are caused and some things are should be allowed. Yeah. And so, you know, educating or going through a period where you intentionally flex them is, in my mind, is not is not a bad thing at all it sort of educates them as to oh they can go there Mm -hmm. and i've had some experience you know swinging from there Mm -hmm. and um but 
allowing them. That, that's, I, it was a conversation that you and I uh, had, I don't know, six, eight months ago, but it was something we were, t uh, uh, we were looking at people who had loops in their swing and the encouragement of having that kind of looping action. And actually, at the time, I mean, I was just puzzling about it, thinking like, well, maybe <laughs> there's some great advantage to this, which I had never, I, I'd never really occurred to me until huh. that conversation. And uh, subsequently, you know, I start to see, you know, how, what you're, you know, uh, what you're, what what you're talking about suggests to me is that there's a f there's this flow and this mm -hmm. suppleness that that matures and 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 when it uh, mature meaning it's developing in the swing and then it gets to a a point that you of sure. of lag or whatever you I don't know you know you're uh, I'm just searching for a, a word yeah. label to mm -hmm. throw on it but it's an identifiable feeling that has everything to do with your intention to strike the ball. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, I can loop this thing around because eventually my hands are, are I'm, I'm looping this thing into yeah. a, a position where yeah. I'm going to strike the crap out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, the more I think about it, I think it's so important that I, you know, need to focus on it more. <laughs> yeah. Um, in in teaching um i've had a lot of adult students you know who've maybe taken you know seen me after a week or a couple weeks you know a couple week break and I'm like what you know what are you thinking about I'm like well i've been watching i've been watching a lot of videos so i have a lot of like, thoughts in my head and it's and and all those things like aren't helping them them to play better and they're nothing that we've like talked about in our lessons and i think maybe i need to do better at like when I'm, when I'm communicating something to them, letting them know, it's hard because I don't want to say too much, but like guiding them in a way of like, these ideas are helpful. And if we give you too many ideas, it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to do it. Um, I heard, been watching a lot of Michael Hebron videos and he said, he talked about himself as a, being like a, a traffic cop for ideas where it's like, there's so many things and it's really hard to discern which you know which is the right one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great job though for for the coach. You know, is because that that is a very necessary thing. If you have a student that's that's seeking that kind of thing out and mm -hmm. believes that learning is is about just new idea and the volume or the volume of ideas that you have that that, that all of that is power is baloney, and uh, and but they they get such a kick out of doing it. That they what they need in their life is the traffic cop, sure, and that's a great function. Yeah, I mean, just because we have the idea that the more um, more ideas and more information we have, like, the better, you know, the better it's going to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anybody who's really tried that and dived <laughs> into that realizes that, you know, there's a, a there's a, a you know uh, some things we were talking about it before, you know, start to get an edginess to them, you know, and it sort of becomes a mania in some cases. And, uh, you know, like uh, Padraig Harrington, for instance, um, you know, was, was a wonderful golfer, one of the greatest uh, 
reflections uh, that uh, I've ever read about him was when he won uh, his, I think it was his last major, I think he won it over in Detroit, and he talked about the fact that he was playing with Sergio and everybody was rooting for Sergio, and, and he was thinking, he was in contention, and he wasn't even thinking about himself. At any rate, Har- Harrington uh, was a wonderful player, and but he, he was fascinated with numbers, and so he got really involved with uh, TrackMan and uh, with the fact of you know trying to gain seven yards, and it, I think it did him in, yeah, as a player, yeah. uh, you know, and so, but. Uh, you know the mad scientists in in uh, people, or the 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 kind of the juice that we get from, like, say, getting more information and feeling mm-hmm. like we're becoming more powerful is like, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's quicksand, and you yeah. you didn't realize you were standing in. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, um, I guess I I heard about this book written in the '70s about about teaching called drawing on the right side of the brain and it's talking about how to teach people how to draw and how if you do that by using you know kind of like the left side of the brain which is like words and information and facts and the right side is more images and ideas and feelings that like you you can't learn drawing you know on the left side of your brain but like the cult but then it goes on to talk about how like the culture our our culture is so like left brain is the only thing that matters And, and it has like shifted like more and more and more each year to, to that. And it's not the best way to learn to learn things. Well, you know, um, there has to be a, a, you know, a light in the darkness. Sure. And so, you know, as, as Buddha said, Andy, mm-hmm. make of yourself a light. Is that what you're saying? This podcast is the light. Well, I'm saying that's what you're talking about. I mean, yes, yes, we've gotten, I mean, you can see uh, how we've gotten, you know, off track with, with uh, a lot of this stuff, but it's what sells now, you know, so, so that's a, uh, the question, you know, is, well, what are you going to do? I mean, you're in this for your livelihood. So are you going to do what sells? Or, you know, are you going to be, or can you do, can you be a servant to their madness and also uh, lead them. Yeah. And I think you can, you know, I mean, sure. give sure, certainly, you know, uh, let them, you know, their ideas have value and, 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 sure. and we sh- should respect that and, and be a responsible traffic cop. And that's a, uh, again, that's what they need. I mean, that's, that's what being a, a life coach starts with, isn't it? Is like, hey, you got all these thoughts. Now, how do you how do you sort them? I mean, they're all they all may be good thoughts, but you know, let's let's look at the pros and the cons of that one, and then this one, and then that one, and you know, become to a more informed decision than just, hey, I'm going to try this for and expect this. I mean, trying this stuff is fine. But if yeah. you, you know, if you go down there and you get really attached to it and you get really disappointed if you mm-hmm. fail, well, then you're acting like an idiot. Sure. Don't do that to yourself <laughs> again. Yeah, right. Or, tr- you know, treating it like, you know, a magic trick or the thing that's going to yeah. save them. Yeah. The silver bullet. I mean, you've at least got to have a sense of humor yeah. about it. Sure. Yeah. You know, and say, well, there was me again. Yeah. You know, going off on one of these 
chasing some rainbow, trying to fill the inside straight. You know, it's like. Psh. But that's, I mean, that's it with everything. I think, um, you know, people talk about how, um, like, the country has become less, like, religious, you know, as a, over, you know, over the years or whatever. But I, I actually think they've, it's not that we've, like, become less religious. We've just, like, shifted salvation from, like, God to, like, a golf YouTube video <laughs> or, you know, some other random thing where it's, like, this is the one thing that's going to unlock everything for me and I'm going to put all my chips in it and it kind of, like, do, you know, doesn't work out. But it's so then you just try the next thing, (laughs) buy the new thing or buy the new clubs or try the new coach or try, you know, there's just that's that's in golf, but it's also in lots of other, you know, areas in the world. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine, you know, uh, aliens looking down on us and saying, geez, they were a lot smarter. (laughs) 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 They could focus a lot better, you know, 100 years ago or (laughs) Or 80 years ago. Now they they haven't realized that they've, you know, with all this speed that they've developed, that they, they really don't have good attention spans, and they tend to get discouraged really easily, hmm. you know, sure. because they have these quick expectations, yeah. and, and that's what sells. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, so, you know, it just keeps going on. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, I was just... Uh, I've been, you know, reading, uh, I ran into this, this book up uh, in the back office, up in the library, The Philosophy of William James, and uh, I've only just gotten into it, but it's, it's it written about a different time, and this was a guy that moved philosophy into psychology, ah, okay. and, and uh, he comes from, a, you know, a, an enormously interesting background where the idea about life and about, you know, righteous living was totally different than it is today and it was and and the way these people wrote was it's almost beyond me you know it's like it's the words that they use the vocabulary they use the the complexity of the sentence structure it's almost like i'm not smart enough to understand (laughs) this but but in any case it suggests uh it suggests different ways of, of seeing things. And I think we, we have to try to do that. That's a, you know, that's been the observable problem about humanity is that they, human beings don't live long enough to profit from life lessons. Uh. You know, it's like the first time I ran into the idea of, uh, of yoga uh, was <laughs> I read the introduction to this to this yoga book, and before they got into the exercises, they, they talked about the history of it, and they said the yogis were people who, uh, you know, looked at life and, and saw, you know, the, the length of life and how people behave through life. And so they developed this way of uh, breathing and exercising, or this discipline to do so, and, uh, and they did it because they reasoned that people should live longer than they were living because what they observed was it usually took people 40 years to reach a place of emotional maturity in their life where they were really able to profit from their experiences and then they die <laughs> you know yeah. so that didn't make any sense to them we, yeah. we we need to come up with a way to exercise the body and the and the and the breath and uh uh 
and increase the vitality so that people can live longer. Well, you know, it takes time. And that's one of the things that these, that these books that I've been reading, like Moisha Feldenkrais, Awareness Through Movement, I'm gonna get that book for you because it's right up your alley. It's about uh, you know, the questions that you ask about, you know, should we let people just uh, learn naturally or should there be you know, a methodology and how should it be delivered? And you know, I can tell you in my lifetime, I think we went overboard with the idea of, of teaching a form, huh. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, for, in the first place, the form uh, wasn't that, it wasn't that um, understanding. It wasn't built on enough understanding. And so it was, the way we gripped the club was, was like, well, the club face may to be too open at the top of the backswing, but that wasn't really accounted for. You know, oh, he can hit it, but he's hitting it off to the right. Well, I mean, you know, you ought to be able to square the golf club yeah. up, you know. And if and if you're trying to do it from a really weak grip position because the instructors believe that there's a symmetry to the human body and that we should measure things from the center of the chest out, well, the fact is it's a sided game. It's not a symmetrical body game. It's a sided game. It's more like a hockey slap shot than it is like uh, other things. An axe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at any rate, where the the where how you grip the club should have everything to do with how you're going to deliver yeah. the stick. Sure. Sure. And so uh, to dictate that by saying, okay, everybody's thumbs have to go down the top. Yeah, it's not the best way. It's not the best yeah. way. Yeah, I've been, re I mean, I've been, like, reading through all of these books that I love, again, like, you know, Golf in the Kingdom, the Inner Game of Golf, Shoemaker, you know, the, these guys that I like, and that we've talked about on this podcast before, and I feel like the first time I kind of went through them, I got, like, 30% of the message, you know, the message in it. Cause it's sound the first time you read through them, it sounds like they're just saying like, Hey, the best way for people to learn is, is self discovery. I guess that is kind of what they, what they say. And I suppose it's true and it's based on studies. And so like my interpretation of that was kind of like, okay, try to use fewer words when teaching. If, you know, if the ball is going left, you can be like, well, that, you know, the club face is pointed left at impact can you make it pointed more to the right and then kind of like let them try that and and people would learn would kind of learn it eventually sometimes it would take could take a while and you know some weeks they would have it and some weeks they wouldn't but now i, I kind of see it as like if a ball is missing left that person doesn't have a great understanding of the club face and so here's i have like you know whatever eight different things I could do that would help them understand the club face better. And that's different than like being like, just put your thumbs here on the grip um, or hinge your wrists this way. And so I think that, I guess that's like, has been the place I've been drawn to more recently. Well, it's, well, it's, it's activity based learning, which is the best kind, you know, how can we play, how can we make up some game or some exploration mm -hmm. that has a motivation for me to 
get there. Sure. You know, are you giving me points? Yeah. You know, <laughs> is there a leaderboard anywhere? Yeah. Uh, but um, and you um, and you lead them that way. And then, you know, you can I think I think the building of routines is a good idea. I think that, you know, if you looked at uh, at that kind of thing, I, I think that you can you can uh, kill two birds with one stone. You know, you can uh, satisfy everybody that's involved that expects fundamentals, certain fundamentals to to be accounted for and to be part of the learning process, like does he know how to grip? Hmm. You know, uh, I think building a routine that goes one, two, three, sure, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. is 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 useful that the, that the child would uh, start to march to or dance to or you know uh, anything like that because if they do, they're going to remember it, sure, you know, and. Um, and it only has to go one, two, three. It doesn't have to be a pro grip. It could be thumbs down the center to begin with, and then it could mature, you know, and should, I think. I, I'm telling you something. I, uh, as, my, as a left-handed golfer, I feel the club so much differently when I grip it with 10 fingers in my fingers without my thumbs. Do you grip it without your thumbs? Because when I started swinging the speed sticks ah, and I okay. started swinging them back and forth, the first thing that happened was my thumbs came off and I started to swing the club into positions in space where I could swing it through without my thumbs. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was a, a va <laughs> there was a, that was like a, a natural learning discovery. It was like, oh my gosh. I don't have to, nobody's telling me to put the club in this angle. I can feel why that's a benefit mm -hmm. to do it. And, um, and so I naturally, but I naturally want to grip the club the way I'm accustomed to gripping it. And as a right-handed golfer, I'm accustomed to gripping it with a Varden overlapping grip where the pinky goes over the finger. So I grip it left-handed like that. Well, as soon as I grip it more like a hockey stick in my, and with all fingers on it, I'm much smarter, much more intuitive mm -hmm. with how to swing it and, and have much more success. Well, I mean, that gets my attention. Sure. You know, because yeah. I had to break through everything I'd been taught to go and go back to just a natural way of whacking it uh you know and that's what i've been doing you 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 know that i i collect blade putters because i've always had this feeling like i think this is the best club to start with wow. is a flat blade putter because it's so easy to understand mm -hmm. it's like a hockey stick only yeah. smaller yeah. so uh so i've just been swinging it and whacking it and i'm i and i recalled that I have in my video, uh, you know, pictures, photos in my computer, I have a picture of a guy who was an adult that I met years ago over at the White Pines Dome when I was volunteering to do uh, clinics for special needs people. And this man uh, was a man that you would say is, was intellectually, um, he wouldn't have tested very high, mm -hmm. but man, could that guy 
I mean, he could swing and, and waft and whack a golf ball like a flipping genius. And yeah. I have this video of him, and it's just like you could pitch it to him, and it could be rolling. You get it. And he just he just whip it back, sure. and it'd go back a little closed. It'd sort of naturally loop into mm-hmm. a, a little more open position where, like you say, the weight of the swing has arched the wrist sure. back, and he'd just move into that thing um, with a little hip action, you know, leading and and – you know, the natural kind of open, you know, lagging yeah, of the face. Yeah. And he just he just hit him one solid right after the other. And yeah. so, you know, I think that something that we've, we've talked about in the past, and that is, you know, putting more movement into the activity. I, I, really, I really believe it. I'm persuaded by it that, you know, yeah. running and whacking is a great way to introduce yourself to weight shift and sure. natural sequence and yeah whole host of things yeah i mean throwing a ball even like, throwing yeah. a ball sure right right you know uh, i just i think that and i think if you like make the motion yeah. and then you draw it back and you sort of rock it back and forth sure you know that's i think good. that that's a great practice that that's helped yeah. me a lot you know it's like oh even if you made the tossing motion you know you you know toss it with a step yeah. and then wherever you step just you know draw it back and and go back and forth with it mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I feel like the you know the professionals or people who have the best swings they they hit you know good good like positions in their swing but they have all these other things you know, before that, that like swinging the weight of the club, having good sequencing, having that, these athletic moves that I, I don't think we give credit to that part of it because like the, the position is the easiest thing to see. Yeah, exactly like, right. Exactly. And so then we chase the position and then we end up with this like tense swing and, we're, you know, what we're hitting a foot behind the ball. Yeah. You know, because Absolutely. we're thinking so much about what our right elbow is doing or whatever. Yeah, and we lose, we lose the, you know, as a, for instance, you know, you lose your groundedness. Okay. You know, all of a sudden you're teetering and you, you don't have a chain of power going into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, so, <laughs> so it's like, and, and believe me, as someone who, um, you know, who has uh, directed themselves and, and, you know, in their swing a lot over the years because, you know, I got into the business and I wanted to become a teacher and I wanted to, uh, you know, have experiences of learning that would help me to help my students. And so I've, uh, you know, I've gotten in the habit of changing things almost on a continual basis my whole life, you know, and uh, so that's been the quest that you, you know, that you identify as being like, wow, this is like, you're removing yourself from the experience of your swing with all these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than being more aware of your swing and what it's doing and, you know, finding blind spots in it. Yes, um, and finding blind spots in it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, I... I have let's end. I have one I, a quote I heard this week from this guy named Alexander Shia, who he like studies uh, 
like historical like stories like you know like the bible and like the quran you know stuff like that and finds like the like the metaphors that have been like true you know or like you know the same stories keep coming up in all these different times and cultures identify with them you know what you know whatever like star wars is you know a similar story to you Mm -hmm. know whatever um Mm -hmm. and he says talks about he says metaphor or like these stories metaphor is true because it communicates how um the energy moves in the universe and so i thought that was really (laughs) you know he was he was talking about uh, you know in this podcast that they're talking about him was like they're talking about like the bible and how like jesus dying and you know rising again like you know churches make it all about like this absolutely happened and we absolutely believe it and that's the most important thing but he's kind of like well actually like he's kind of like sidestepping that conversation it's like whatever you believe about that doesn't really matter what what's what's true about this story is that this shows something that happens in the universe you know like plant you know plants die and (laughs) come back to life and there's like these cycles and there's these like death and rebirth that happens you know and often you know whenever you know bad situations come like new thing good things often are you know what i mean it just like keeps coming up like that and so i've been trying to think about how like golf is like a, a metaphor in that way of like communicating things that are true about the universe i was wondering if anything comes to mind for you i know it's a heavy question i think it may be the question to leave a leave <laughs> on i mean you know it's uh i think that's what discipline uh is you know is delving into something in a way that you ultimately get to um you know those questions you know how am i living what's the meaning you know what can i make of this you know what can i make of myself uh you know i think that's what uh I think you have to determine, you know, what you think God is. And, you know, for me, in, in you know, coming out of the, the scriptures as I learned them, was the statement that the word is God. And if you live to that word, then you have, you are godly in yourself. Because God isn't outside of you, right? Uh-huh. Sure. Even though yeah. most of the time that's how he's honored, yeah. right? We're going to worship the face of Jesus. Well, to me, that's like worshiping the golden calf. It's just an idol. You know, what is it about, you know, Jesus and about how he lived hmm. that, that draws you to him? Why would you... Why would you sacrifice your life for somebody else? On 60 yeah. Minutes last night, they had a, that was their first story. It was about how come, how come people do this, and how come some people are more prone to do it than others? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think that if you want to, you know, I think what we're – we love to see uh, uh, ourselves, you know, creating our, ourselves as an athlete and as a, 
as someone who can connect with something yeah. out mm -hmm. there. You know, and um, I think it's, uh, it's fascinating to, to see how we can operate ourselves yeah. to, to find our, that experience and, and, uh, and amaze ourselves. Yeah, and I, I, I guess the one, the one part of it that comes to mind for me is like, you know, I know we talk about, I've somehow gotten the reputation among all of our other staff that all, that I don't care about ever shooting a good score in golf and <laughs> I only care about <laughs> looking at the trees, which I feel like has not even been a main theme of the, of like, you know, many of these episodes, but that's, that's maybe that's fine. Um, but, but the idea of like, we have the subconscious thought that if I can shoot better score, like if I shoot better scores that I would be happier, you know, if I had more under par rounds then I would be happier, but like I am currently like shooting better scores, you know, than I ever have in my life. And I don't necessarily feel like happier because of that. Or like in the same way we have this like idea of like, if I, if I like make more money, I'll like be happier. And you know, I'm, or if I have more money in my savings, I'll be happier. And I like currently have, you know, I'm making more money than I ever have and have more money in my savings than I ever have. But like that, I, I still feel the same way about money that I have, you know, for the past, you know, 10 years. And so it's like, show it shows i think golf is cool because it can show you in like a you know in a faster way like play a couple of rounds of golf and it's like oh shoot great scores but like that doesn't you know necessarily translate to the happiness i want and then so then it i mean i think that's why i'm maybe the most interested in it because then it's like okay well if that's not if that's not the main thing not that you're throwing that away because you still want to keep score you still need a certain amount of money you know in in your life but then so if that's not the thing then like what is the thing if you know if there is even a thing at all maybe it's there isn't like a you know one thing about it um but and then also like what's then the relationship to the score or the money um i just like that it forces you to ask these questions or it doesn't it does i guess it doesn't force you it Gives you the opportunity to ask these questions because yeah. there's plenty of people who don't, you know, care about these questions at all. Oh, it's right. absolutely yeah. none whatsoever. But you know, so we're all pursuing our interest, sure. you know, and you and I are pursuing, you know, our interest, uh, you know, to a to a to a point that we enjoy. You know, yeah. we enjoy the, you know, the asking the question. Yeah. You know, because you're right. Uh, uh, you know, questing for certain things. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me over the years, I really, I envy you for doing what you want to do. Hmm. And so uh, it hadn't really occurred to me, you know, that there yeah. had been a lot of people who'd said that. But, you sure. know, I mean, I feel very good about that. And I think that's, you know, that's what I think when you... If you want to look at your life as like, well, how many moments in the day do I spend where I feel really energized and interested in what I'm doing? And how many, because, and how many do I feel yeah. really like not that? Sure. And, uh, I, you know, I have to say that uh, when I used to do things like my income taxes or keep records and stuff like that, that was a, 
really tedious, and I didn't count that among the really high points or energized points of my day. Well, now I actually do. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, so in any case, you know, if I had a job in something that I really, I was just doing it for the dough. Yeah. Could I find a good game in it that might keep me? You know, maybe, but um, you know, I'm. I think it's better to go through the day and count it. If you were going to score yeah, up sure. in a game of golf, you know how many um, how many holes you really thought you you did some things on that were golden. Yeah. Even if it was you know to catch yourself, in, you know overreacting to something yeah. or getting the blues and you sort of saved yourself from wallowing yeah. in that for yeah. very long. Yeah. I mean, I think those are the things that, that count, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, open your, keep your eyes open, encourage the people that, that you're playing with and it, it, give yourself a chance to admire what they're doing Sure. and to, uh, and then give yourself the best chance, yeah. right? I mean, how, how can you identify yet what you where your best place to play from is and are you any good at getting yourself there mm -hmm. you know does it just depend on you know the way the sun is shining yeah, right. or if you've got your lucky socks on mm -hmm. or or can you do it at the drop of a hat yeah you know and i and i think when I got off the golf course the other day, um, you know, I had a score I, because I'm going to I'm going to establish a handicap. And so okay. I need to because I'm going to play in a member guest at the huh. end of the summer. And I, you know, I've always played as a zero. Right. Yeah. Because, oh, you're a pro. Well, they don't do that with old pros. Old <laughs> pros get to have handicaps. Okay. So I've been keeping that track. But when I got off the golf course the other day at Wilmette, uh, I felt like I had a lot of high moments out there. Mm, yeah. And it was a very, very satisfying round of golf. And so, uh, you know, I, if you wanted to, if you were going to be real American about it, you'd say, okay, well, Jack and the Beanstalk, you know, dump those magic beans on the table and let's count up sure. the value yeah. of it. Well, you know, uh, I don't need to do that. Um, I could if I, if, right. if pressed, but I, I feel like, Man, that's one of the best rounds of golf I've played in a long time, and that's the way I—that's the way I measure it. Yeah, well, it's—I mean, it's great. It's—it's um, it's harder to do that. It's so easy to give a score, give a number. Um, yeah, and I can talk, you know, I, but we can talk that language, sure. you know, right? Hey, what'd you shoot? I yeah, shot yeah, yeah. a, you know, seventy-nine, eighty-three. You know, that's I don't mind talking about yeah. it. Like I just that get either. bothered. I mean, the reason I maybe keep bringing it up is because so many conversations just start there and end and end there. You know, it's like, yeah, 83 couldn't putt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. But like, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you don't we see went through five out, you know, five hours. And that's our that's our takeaway. You know, like that's true. That's tragic. Like, that's tragic. That's the only thing that stick. Like it's just like the tense. It's like the stickiest thing is the score. I guess I would say, and it's harder to get, like as you're saying, like the moments or the these other memories to stick, you know, quite as much. Well, that's where you know back to our conversation earlier and what the, the Buddha said. You know, make a light of yourself, and so and you do. I mean, you know, you uh, uh, and Bob Mack, you know, who. Uh, 
is invaluable to us as a as a computer guy and a builder of of uh, simulators and stuff. But Mac is a terrific player, and one of his practices I always enjoyed talking to him about how he practiced. And one of his practices was that he would deliberately reflect uh, and determine his best shots. So he oh. was in, in or best plays. Sure. Right. So if, if that's what that's part of what you're doing, and that's what we're talking about here with my round at Will Met was like all of these high moments that you walked away with. So he'd take his ten best shots sure. and then he'd order them. Mm -hmm. So he'd really invest some time yeah. in storing the those sort of memories. And see, I think that's that's the genius. That's how that's one of the practices that is very effective in creating yourself. As a uh, as a player, because now you you start to give emotion to these high moments, and so they're uh, likely more likely now to be encoded or stamped yeah. in your in your memory for recall. And so the genius with with leading That's yourself smart. to play better golf yeah. is not storing the the crap. Uh, is is yeah. storing you know I can remember not being able to get off the first tee as a as a young golf competitive golfer uh, when i got into the golf business i stand up there and i just hit these terrible shots <laughs> sure. and um and uh and now the first tee ball the first shot that i hit off the first tee is generally mm. over the years uh, maybe you know not as a feeble guy these last yeah. couple of years but has been good one of yeah. the very best shots that i've hit all day now I, you know I created that deliberately yeah, with, sure. with by storing memory uh, and uh, yeah. Now it's when good. I get up there, I, I, that's you where just, my confidence you go comes back from. To those memories, yeah, yeah. Rather than rather than like a swing thought, rather than a swing thought. Absolutely right. right. Yeah. No. Right. Well, uh, I've got to go, Pete. Okay, Sandy. Thank, thank you. you. Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Well, here it comes. Come back.